You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. Thanks for joining me. Tonight, we have New York Times bestselling author Pam Grout. Pam wrote the books E-Square and E-Cube. Not only is she a best-selling author, a Hay House author, and a travel journalist, she is a leader in the law of attraction field. If you have not read these books, well, then you should, because you're going to get so many powerful and even hilarious tips and techniques on just the law of attraction. Pam's books are now in 40 languages, and you can see why so many people are gravitating to her. She knows how to explain everything in such a way that you finally get it. You get it. You understand. Her books are wonderful, and she's wonderful, too. I consider her to be a very good friend. Pam is our cover girl for the December 1st issue of Law of Attraction magazine, and she wrote an exclusive Law of Attraction quiz that will knock your socks off. I had to laugh out loud when I read it. It is so good. Plus, she did another exclusive article for us in this issue as well, and it's entitled Four Major Stages of Consciousness. Where's your tent pitched? <laughs> it's really, really good. Also, check out Joe Vitale, who talks about the uh, Paris tragedy and what we law of attraction practitioners can do to help. It's great advice and something that we can use every single day because it has to do with the collective consciousness. It is very powerful. Now, if you want to read the magazine, go to lawofattractionmagazine.net and you can choose to see it through the iOS apps or Android apps. They're all free. That way you can stop and pick up right where you left off. I like to read the magazine just before I fall asleep. It keeps me in the right frame of mind for the entire night's sleep. I just love it. It's very, very good to get your brain saturated with the law of attraction right before you go to sleep because guess what you're going to dream about? Anything and everything that has to do with applying the law of attraction in your life. Also, check out the free for me and you page because it has a whole bunch of free downloads that you can get that are really cool. And I suggest looking at our must-read book section and our highly recommended Law of Attraction Coaches page. Speaking of new apps, if you haven't got your Law of Attraction Radio Network app, I highly suggest it. It's free, of course. You can get it off of iTunes or Google Play. And with this app, you not only hear the 24-7 broadcast, but you can click on the show host picture 
and it will take you to their show page where you can pick out a way to listen to just their show. You can get all the apps for free on LOARadioNetwork.com. I am also getting so excited about this upcoming cruise. Oh my gosh, I can hardly wait. People are signing up and we are having a great old time. Put your deposit in as soon as possible and we will get you booked. We have people looking for roommates, so come on, don't be afraid. Now let's get started with Pam Grout because, oh my goodness, she's not only brilliant, she's hilarious and she does keep me laughing. So let's take a fast break and then we're going to be back with the incredible and delightful Pam Grout. Would you like to finally write that best-selling book? Be financially wealthy, find your soulmate, or improve every aspect of your health? We have the most intensive Law of Attraction cruise coming up on March 6, 2016, out of the port of Los Angeles. For four days, you will be immersed with Law of Attraction experts and best-selling authors such as Pam Grout, wealth expert Richard Harper, relationship coach Constance Arnold, profound energy healer and medium Marilyn Kapp, and Gary Temple Bodley, who channels Joshua. You will learn the secrets for getting your new book to the bestsellers list, as well as activating your vibrational frequency to attract love, money, and health. I will be doing a special group hypnosis session in which to open up those neuron pathways to release those limiting beliefs and then build new ones to allow you to focus in solely on achieving your dreams. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and put in your registration today. Payment plans are available, but hurry, rates will be going up after December 15th. Need a cabin mate? No worries. We will put you with your new best friend. Remember, this cruise is happening during the supermoon and the total solar eclipse in Pisces over the Pacific Ocean. This is divine confirmation that it's going to be a life-changing cruise for you. If you really want to change your life, then sign up today. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net that's law of attraction magazine.net well welcome pam grout to law of attraction talk radio i always love having you on my show 
Well, I always love going on your show. I remember when my book first came out, my biggest dream was to meet Jules Johnson and to be on your show. And then I was so thrilled when it actually happened. In fact, I think I had sent you a book and then somehow or another you found out about me through Hay House or something. But anyway, it's like, yay, because I've been, I've been on to you for a long time. So I was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I just love this. And, and I am so excited to be talking to you because you're coming on the cruise, you're giving this really terrific workshop and you've got new books coming out you got uh, new oracle cards coming out that I want to talk about but I especially Pam want to talk about how to make 2016 so fantastic using the law of attraction and you know just for my listening audience I credit you my dear for bringing the law of attraction to mainstream not so much metaphysical but you're bringing it to people who may not tune in or may discard disregard the uh, metaphysics and here you are you took the law of attraction put it on to the best selling new york times bestseller my goodness you just did. I mean, it's like you are the pioneer of the law of attraction. I mean, just took it to the world. I am so impressed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I would hardly call me a pioneer in the law of attraction, but certainly it has, you know, reached uh, quite a crescendo. A lot of people know about it. The thing that's probably surprised me the most is just how worldwide this book has gone. I mean, literally with 40 languages. I mean, I hear from people in Romania, people in... I mean, just all over the place, people of the Philippines. I mean, it's been translated to all these languages. And so I think if I have taken the law of attraction to some new level, it's probably because, or it's probably only because I've taken it into some languages that, you know, maybe it wasn't in before. So that would say probably the biggest pioneer that I might be, if indeed I might be a pioneer. Well, I want to say that you have a way of putting the law of attraction and making it completely understandable and easily to comprehend you know you're telling people okay do these experiments prove it for yourself so that's really really powerful so you've stepped outside of the regular look I'm going to tell you how to do it you have actually shown people wow here it is just prove right. it well, to yourself exactly I mean you know, we've heard about these principles for a long time, mm. but unless you can actually use them in your life, what good are they? So that's the thing. I really wanted people to use them. I mean, it's one thing to know about them. It's great to, you know, give them lip service, but man, we need to be using these in our lives. We have so many amazing things that are just lying dormant within us because we're not aware of this amazing power that we have, this amazing connection we have to the bigger things. So I think it's really important that people know about this. So rather than just read about it and go, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's use it. And that's really, I think, has been the, you know, the genius, if there is a genius about E squared, is that people are not just reading about it. They are doing it. They are living it. Yes, yes, yes. And that's so important. So let's talk about 2016 and how can we take everything that we've learned from you and put it into action for 2016. What do you think? Okay, well, here's the number one thing I would suggest. 
we all have, you know, our New Year's resolutions. That's such a huge thing that we do. And then usually by, you know, January 16th, we've quit doing them. Yeah. And the reason <laughs> I think that that happens is because we have not made our resolutions fun. The number one thing, if we want to change your life, if we want to change our consciousness, we have to put it in a fun light and we have to make it something we cannot wait to do. We cannot wait to get up in the morning and practice this. So I am really huge on making it fun, turning it into something that is the most amazing thing that could ever happen to you. And in fact, having that intention, you know, I'm going to play in the quantum playground this year, make that intention that in 2016, this is going to be my year to really have fun, to play in that big sandbox of possibility. And just saying those words, making that intention right there will catapult you into a whole nother whole level of being. And rather than give people a bunch of rules and a bunch of, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, just turn it over to this bigger thing and say, you know what? I trust you. I trust that there is some great, amazing plan for my life and that I am here to expand the universe. And I'm ready this year to do my part to do just that. Oh, how fun. That's right. So we have to set the intention that we're going to live the law of attraction for 2016. Right. We want to get on that frequency that can bring, you know, people ask sometimes, you know, like I get all these amazing stories from people that are, have done the book, but every now and then I'll get an email from somebody that says, hey, what about me? It didn't work, blah, 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 you know. So I think, I mean, that's what this new book that I, you know, about to turn in is about is that we have to get on this frequency. You know, everything is a frequency. You know, we all each have our signature frequency. And so many times if our frequency is messed up with a static of, oh, you know, woe is me, you know, and you're looking for all the things that are going wrong, your, your connection is clogged up. So it's so important to get on this frequency of joy and gratitude and that kind of fun thing I was talking about. Because as long as we keep looking for problems, as long as we keep animating that particular reality into our life, we're not seeing, we're not experiencing that great big joy and that great big connection we have to this really cool energy force. So when something goes wrong, how are we supposed to be looking at it? Well, okay, wrong is a judgment call. And see, here's what happens. The minute we judge anything, we shut down the gates. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, we are connected to every single thing in the universe. You know, we are all one. We are all connected. It is only our judgments that put a big fence around us. We have, I mean, the minute we judge, we've automatically cut off half the possibilities. We want to keep it open. We want to be, be as open as we possibly can to let this flow, this river of life come through us. So I guess the first thing is to quit labeling anything as bad, to see it as a step for our greater good. I mean, I guess even judge, you know, judging something is good, but just really surrendering and trusting that this big river of life knows what it's doing and it wants to bless us. It wants to interact with us. It wants us to be, to grow, you know, the glory of God, if you want to call it that, or the glory of the universe. So should we be laughing at these situations that instead of making us frustrated, we need well, to turn around and just surrender to the fact that we know something good is going to come out of it. 
Well, here's a little game that I have in the new book, and it's to push the pause button. Because see, what happens the minute that we call something bad, and I'm talking about even things like losing your job or getting cancer, but if we get that, okay, we say we get a diagnosis like that or we lose our job, what do we do? We immediately start coming up in our mind, putting out all this energy into, oh no, oh, this is horrible. We call all of our friends. We totally get involved in the horribleness of this Thing that just happened. However, if we push the pause button, and one way to do that is to say, you know what, in three days, I have permission to freak out. In three days, I can hold the biggest pity party in the world. But for the next, but until then, until that day comes, I am going to think of every possibility that could be different. You know, to open yourself up to all those possibilities. For example, let's say you lose your job. There is the possibility that you'll find a better job, a, a job that's closer to your home, a job that better uses your gifts and talents. But if you start thinking about the possibilities as opposed to the, because I mean, that's what we do. We put all this energy into, oh, this is so horrible. And, you know, we start looking at every worst case scenario. But if we, so we need to put the pause button on and, and dive back into that, you know, the, that field of possibilities. Um, Again, to go back to the whole cancer diagnosis, I mean, look at Anita Morjani, who I know you have interviewed. She's yeah. a friend of mine. I mean, that was the best thing that ever happened to her. She's yeah. very clear about that. So, but a judgment, and of course, she was judging that until, of course, she had her, you know, big thing over to the other side. But see, as long as we judge anything, we're not seeing all the possibilities. So if we can just push the pause button for three hours or three days or three whatever it might be, then we can open up to all the other possibilities because we can be sure that whatever happens, whatever happens is for our greater good. And once we can get to that point of surrender and that point of realization and, and trust that the universe has our back, then it's pretty much smooth sailing. So why would we judge anything? We're like, oh, this is interesting. So to look at it with childlike glee, like, oh, wow, why did this happen? This is really interesting. I mean, that's more the attitude that I like to take when something happens that, you know, the world might judge as bad. So the world might judge as bad. Okay, so we have a, a lot of issues happening in the world right now. Are we to ignore it or are we to be aware of it or are we to just know that the greater good is happening for everybody? Well, I think it's really a very holy position to believe that the greater good is happening out of this. And we have to really step back because we're all invested. It's like that pointillist painting I often talk about. You know, when you're looking at the pointillist painting right up front, like say you've got your nose right in front of it, all you see are the dots. Right. You know, you just see the dots. You have to step back and look at it from the long view to realize, wow, that is a beautiful painting. And so in some ways, and this is really difficult I think for people to hear but I think that even some of the things that we're seeing that look so you know politically scary and um, and whatnot that could be the leverage taking us to our greater good that you know just like Judas I mean for a long time in the Bible to you know to talk about the biblical story if it wasn't for Judas we'd have never had you know, the whole Christ story and the, you know, the raising of consciousness there. So sometimes these events that might look bad might be 
like I said, catapulting us into something a whole lot greater. And that takes a great faith and trust that the universe does have our back and that there is this consciousness that is evolving us forward. But that's a way I like to look at it is that indeed everything is a step towards our greater good, even if we think it isn't. Right, right, right. You know, I uh, have noticed even on Facebook, I, I've just stopped going there. <laughs> I had to put the pause big time on Facebook. And just I, I'm just not going there. And I'm not seeing the comments. And I'm not participating. It's like, I need to take a break. There is so much negativity. And there's, it's just not a fun place anymore. So taking a pause, knowing that when you kind of feel like you're up to your gills in negativity and stepping aside and just not going there until you feel like you can better handle it is probably not a bad idea, but it's so addicting. (laughs) It is quite addicting, but you know what you just said, I thought was really interesting. You said up to your gills. And I guess reptiles don't maybe have gills, but it made me think of a post that I wrote right after, you know, the thing that happened in Paris. I said, you know, are you a lizard or a lover? (laughs) And by that I meant, you know, did you automatically go to your lizard brain or your reptilian brain that says, oh my gosh, fear, run, this is horrible. Or your lover brain that said, you know what, this is a time we really need to choose love. Like there was the guy that, you know, took his bicycle and the baby grand piano to the front of that concert hall and played John Lennon's Imagine right after that happened. He chose to be a lover. So what these kind of things really present very clearly for us is our choice. You know, there's that fork in the road. Do we choose to be the lizard, you know, and and really um, react with our lizard brain? Or do we choose to be the lover? And love is the thing that is going to heal all these places. In fact, all these places are just crying out so we can learn to love, to grow our love. That's what we are here for, to expand the universe, to grow the love. And these are just real powerful um, signals that say, man, it is time to grow the love. You know, this is really important. And, And man, this is like, the end of 20 well 2015 really was had this in mind uh we had to get to a point where we have to choose whether to be a lizard or a lover you know there is no in between i don't know how if there are people who are not seeing and making a decision on where they want to be is it possible unless they're a hermit they don't you know they they have no internet but it seems like it's um, a very interesting um, awakening time for the individual to decide where they're going in life or what they are going to contribute in life. Yeah, and the thing that's so exciting about this, you know, you've heard of um, imaginal cells. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and that when enough imaginal cells get going, the rest of the cells just you know, die off, like in, in exactly like a caterpillar with a butterfly. And I think the individual cells, you know, of, of the individuals on the planet, so many imaginal cells or so many, you know, will grow so big, this part, th- those lovers of us, 
that will um, choose to love, that will choose to do that. And then the rest of the cells, you know, if you want to call it that, will die off like they do in a butterfly. So oh. to create the butterfly. So I really like this idea. You know, I think we, one of the big things this is teaching us, we cannot rely on politics. We cannot rely on the institutions. We have to rely on that connection we all have in our own hearts to, to send the love and to realize that everything we do, every piece of energy we put out, every you know, frequency of energy we put out is contributing to the collective consciousness. And we have a holy responsibility to add our molecules of love and joy. I mean, this is just so important. And this is you know, the message that's loud and clear right now. It really is. Uh, it, it's, it's totally uh, an amazing time. And we have to choose how we're going to do it. We don't have to stay stuck in misery or worry. We can choose to be happy. But saying that, you know, in the magazine that you're the cover girl on, <laughs> again, <laughs> one of my favorite cover girls, um, <laughs> Joe Vitale wrote about the Paris um, incident too. And he was talking about the collective consciousness. And it's just a time that we can be so powerful and make dramatic changes uh, within the, the planet or the universe to really catapult it. Uh, and it's, it's true, it's gonna happen through the collective. So if we are filled with that hate or that fear, it's only gonna bring more to us. So if we make a conscious effort to be the lover, then life can only get better. Exactly. And here's the thing. The lover is 10,000, 100,000 times more powerful than the lizard. So one lover, and I don't know what exactly the, you know, the percentage would be, but I know it's a whole lot more powerful. So one lover can, um, you know, can wipe out, so to speak, a lot of those um, lizard cells so, you know, so we have a lot more power than we, you know, like to think. So, so that's a really exciting time. You know, we can really love and the, the power of love is just so, I don't know, there's just nothing, nothing finer, <laughs> nothing yeah, better. Nothing better, nothing better. I want to talk about um, that great article you wrote, uh, the Law of Attraction quiz in the magazine. Now, Okay, I see all the articles before they get put in there. And I got to tell you, you had me laughing out loud with that <laughs> law of attraction quiz. It is hilarious. But yet, it is so thought-provoking. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Of course, you know. So it's, it's one of the best. Where did you come up with that idea for the law of attraction quiz? Well, you know, people love quizzes. As, as I think I said in the article, you know, when I was a kid, you know, reading Seventeen magazine, I just wanted to take every quiz. Does he love me? You know, all those quizzes that you take when you're young. And now on Facebook, even there's all these quizzes. You know, which which style of um, where which month are you, or which city should you live in? You know, all those kind of quizzes. People love that. And so I thought, well, I love quizzes, and so I just decided to do one. And um, so anyway, it just just because it was a fun way. You know, here's the thing I think that I might be good at is really just, I mean, you know, we all know the stuff, the, the information's out there, but I think maybe my gift 
is just presenting it in one more fascinating kind of creative way. So basically, it's stuff. What that quiz doesn't necessarily say anything that nobody's heard before, but it's one more way because you know there's so many roads that lead to Rome, and you never know which one will be the trigger that gets somebody to really get it. So we just keep presenting it, keep presenting all the different roads going to Rome, and eventually one of them will click in. You know, you'll find your right path and you'll get there. So it's just one more, you know, kind of fun possibility of going. People say, oh, yeah, that's the truth. So, you know, it's just, it's just a fun, fun thing. Again, it's all about fun because if we want it to be sustainable, we want to keep it going, we got to make it fun. And, and that's your gift, too, because you can take a very serious subject and make it hilarious. And to me, that's how I can really understand and grasp it. And you're right, it has to be fun, 100%. So uh, that was a terrific, I'm going to urge everybody, go to loveattractionmagazine.net and check out that Law of Attraction quiz and laugh as much as I did because (laughs) it's absolutely wonderful. And you have another article in there as well. I just really packed it up with you this month. It was so great. I just love it. Now, t- Pam, how did you, when was the first time that you started looking at the law of attraction? What made you get into it? Well, I come from it. I'm a student of the Course in Miracles. Uh-huh. And in fact, when I wrote E-Square, and I might have mentioned this before, I don't even think I knew what the law of attraction was. I mean, I don't know that I even used those terms in E-Square. Everything I wrote about me squared is the law of attraction, but I don't know that I knew that term exactly. But what the Course in Miracles says is that everything we think is going out into the universe, you know, has an electromagnetic charge and it comes back to us. So I sort of got at it through Course in Miracles. That's how I learned about it. I also have gone to a unity church for a long time and a lot of these kind of principles Um, you know, what you focus on expands, uh, come from the Unity Church. So I sort of have been thinking about these principles for a really long time. Um, Then, you know, after the book came out, in fact, you know, I think you heard the story, you know, I wrote it 10 years before, (laughs) but then um, people started talking about the law of attraction, like, oh yeah, that's what this is. So now I use that term, the law of attraction, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's the exact same thing, but um, I don't know that I had couched it in those terms before. Yeah, you know, I I have been a member of Unity for the last 30 years. Oh, cool. So it's like... For Unitech, yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they really started teaching it all. Every week they threw stuff out. And it, it, it's, it was a bit metaphysical, which I kind of get into. I love. So it was very, very... Um, I could grasp it. it. It just made so much sense to me. So that's where it really uh, came out. And of course, then Esther Hicks came out with um, the books who uh, took it to a, a really a great level as well and really got people thinking in ways that we could step out of the conventional ways that we're being taught into looking at it totally different it's all good but it's amazing how it happened in the last what um 10 15 years where it's really jumped up at all of us so it's really a special time in life it definitely is you know i think 
you prob I don't know what the percentage would be, but so many people now would know that term law of attraction. Like if you said that maybe 10 years ago, people might, you know, give you a funny stare like, what, what are you talking about? But now, I mean, I don't know that every single person's heard about it, but a lot of people, at least they'll kind of have a, a, you know, an inkling of what you're talking about. So yes, it is becoming more and more mainstream, as you said. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I mean, can, if you, if it's like this right now, imagine where it's going to be from 10 years from now. Uh -huh. It's, uh -huh. it's really going to encompass uh, globally. And as a matter of fact, Law of Attraction Radio Network, we're heard real well in the United States. But second, really surprised me because the number two spot is Russia, who listens. Really? Yes. And then it goes down to the Ukraine. And then it goes down to even uh, Vietnam. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, Canada and the UK, of course, are up there. But the second being Russia? What? That is so interesting. Well, you know, we were talking about how politicians aren't going to solve our problems. Maybe Law of Attraction Radio Network is going to solve our, uh, some of our problems. <laughs> Well, you have an important job, Jules. Yeah, well, you know, it's all about getting the message out. And, it, you know, it just takes a second for a person to be listening. Oh, for maybe five minutes and they're going to click or not click. Uh -huh. So it's really easy to give people the understanding of their power. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I was always when I was growing up and going to school, they didn't tell us how powerful we were and how the power of our mind can either make us happy or make us miserable. They taught us that, hey, we're just going to have to suffer through it and live our life through default. Exactly. They, they never got to the point of telling us, well, hey, you know what? You have a choice. You are so powerful. You can choose to be happy or you can choose to be miserable. It's really that simple. I know. Wouldn't you think that would be the first thing that everybody should know? In fact, I would argue to a certain degree that kids know that. And then parents teach them that, no, the most important thing is not to be happy. The most important thing is to follow these rules. And so little by little, we give up that inheritance because I think we sort of all know. I mean, if we just follow our bliss, that is the, the GPS. That is God, so to speak. That is the big thing but we're steered away from that. But that is the most important thing we could ever do. So really, I think we have it all wrong. I think instead of um, educating our children, we should be educated by them. I think we need to just follow them. You know, you follow a three-year-old around and they're like looking at the ladybug going, ooh, cool. You know, because when you're in that moment and when you're in that, all you're seeing, you're astonished constantly. And that is, that's where all the beauty and the joy is. So, so yeah, but that is such an important thing, this power that we all have and that we use carelessly. That's the thing. We can't not use this power. Yeah. We just don't use it consciously. We don't use it in a way that serves us or our fellow man. Uh, you, unfortunately, when children enter school, it's kind of where if we don't conform and do it the way the teacher says, we get our hands slapped. We get punished. Uh -huh. So that's what a lot of people are actually going to homeschool 
so that they can teach the child to be an independent thinker. Uh -huh. I think it's great. It's great. Uh -huh. A lot of work, but great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have a daughter who is now in college. How was she growing up, and what did you uh, do? Because I have a feeling you have both hemisphere of the brain working. It's balanced because you are logical, but at the same time, you're very right-brained. You're very inspirational. So how did you uh, happen to do that with your daughter? Well, I think more than try to say, oh, here, you should do this, you should do that. I try to model the way that I think, you know, is the best way to live. I all, One thing I never did, and I think um, a lot of people would call me irresponsible, but I never said, you know, that whole thing about don't talk to strangers or the world is a scary place. I never, ever told her anything like that because in my opinion, those things are not true. And I wouldn't want her to learn that from me. <laughs> you know, I, I want to model that behavior of totally trusting, diving into the unknown, diving into the you know, the connection to the universe. And granted, I made many a mistake. I was far from a, a perfect parent, but I didn't try to tell her a lot of anything. I mostly just tried to model what I think, you know, is, is the best way to live. And, you know, it's a process. I mean, certainly a process. And I, as I always say, parenting is like the PhD program because <laughs> it brings up, you know, all those places like, oh, okay, um, I could probably uh, open up a little more here. And, you know, that fear can come up sometimes when you're parenting. Oh, yeah. But you're very successful. Here she is in college. Yeah, she's a senior in college. She's about to graduate. Well, she'll graduate in May. And um, yeah, she's, a, she's an, an awesome kid. Certainly amazing. What is she graduating in? What's her major? She's studying anthropology and Spanish with an emphasis in global development. In fact, she just oh. applied for a Fulbright scholarship or Fulbright something or another in Argentina. Oh, my so, goodness. So yeah, she's going on to do. You know, I, I'm a travel writer, so I took her traveling with me quite a bit. So she... I think is drawn to, you know, kind of the bigger picture of helping out globally. So I think that could explain part of the reason that she chose to major in, you know, a foreign language and in anthropology and then, you know, with an emphasis in global development. So I'm very proud of her, as you can hear. I you love to brag be. about my daughter. You should be. That is really terrific. So, um, Pam, I've, I've got to tell you, I've always wanted to be a travel writer. <laughs> How did you do it? How did you land that? Oh my goodness. What well, you fun know, that would be. It, I tell you what, it is only the law of attraction that brought this to me because I honestly think I didn't even know that there was such a thing as travel writing, but I always had that longing, that desire to travel. I was, I mean, I grew up in a family, we didn't have a lot of money, but we traveled, you know, the back of the station wagon, my dad would load us up in the Rambler and, you know, we'd drive all over the country. So I grew up with the travel bug and then I've always had the writing bug. I mean, I've loved to write since I was little, you know, I was one of these kids that read all the books and then, you know, when you read a lot, then you think you want to write I mean that's just kind of normal so here's my two loves travel and writing so it's not surprising that I fell into travel writing because honestly if you want to travel a lot and you had the kind of budget that I used to have 
a travel writing is a good way to get to travel because I mean I literally get to travel all over the world for basically free because um, and so I sort of just gave it up to the universe I mean I think it was so clear to me from the very beginning that if I was going to travel like I wanted to do I was not going to be able to do it on my own so it was real apparent that I had to give it over to the bigger thing so you know when something's that obvious because you can't figure out on your own at all how to do this you know you don't you don't know how to do it so you say okay I'm going to give it up to the bigger thing and then the bigger thing kind of threw me into travel writing and so basically like I said I don't know that I crafted the exact career I just more or less you know followed my beep so to speak I followed the thing that I love and then the universe worked out the details which is always the best way to go about it because you know anytime I get involved or anytime you know we get involved our little pea brains we tend to, you know, have this is the way it's got to work. Well, you know what? The infinite field is so much bigger and there's so many more possibilities. So just give it up and let let it let the universe figure it out. So basically that's how I ended up in travel writing. Oh boy, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to do that. That's my intention. <laughs> I, <All> went, right. <laughs> I went to uh, Nigeria last year and Germany. And I wrote about it in the magazine, and it was such a unique experience to be escorted with machine guns. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I can do this. This is fun, and I enjoyed every bit of it. So you have no fear with traveling the world right now in the midst of everything that's going on. Is that right? You feel safe yeah. and secure? Yeah, I mean... Sometimes I might, um, you know, my lizard might speak up, try to raise its little, what does a lizard have, a little paw or something? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I've just had so many amazing instances where everything, again, I, you know, this is something Esther Hicks says, you know, everything always works out for me. And I do believe so strongly that we emit a particular energy field and we draw things to us. So if you have the belief that you're safe, and that people are loving and that you are going to be provided for, that is exactly what you will find. So I don't usually go with fear. In fact, it's kind of interesting. I, I recently did an article for Huffington Post, and it was um, everything I need to know I learned from traveling. I don't know if you saw that post no, I that didn't. I did. I have but to go one of the it. things that I said is that in the last year when I had written that article, I had been to three countries that where, where State Department warnings had been issued, Kenya, Turkey and what oh, was the third one? Oh, a Dominican Republic or what? No, Honduras. So oh I went to these three countries where you know the State Department said, "Hey, you know, you might want to think twice about going." Not once did I feel in any kind of danger. I mean, the point is, there's a lot of news out there, you know, the, oh, that people can't be trusted. It's a dangerous place and all that. But the reality, or at least the reality in the frequency that I choose to be on is I meet the most amazing, loving, wonderful people and that there is nothing to fear. In fact, one of the things I said in that article, even Pico Ayer, I don't know if you know who he is, he's like the quintessential travel writer. He would tell stories. I met him when I was in Namibia a couple years ago. And he said, you know, he's been in Iraq before where the very same people that were carrying the sign saying, down with America, down with America, would invite him home for dinner, Aww. you know, soon thereafter. You know what I mean? It's like, there's this particular image that we see in the news. But again, that's mostly an anomaly. And the truth of the world is that people are loving and generous and beautiful. And that is the frequency upon which I choose to live my life. You're absolutely right. And I got to say, I didn't have any fear in Nigeria at all. It was just beautiful. The people were just like striking. I couldn't get over it. 
they should all be models. The most beautiful people I've ever <laughs> seen in my life lived in Nigeria. So it was a, a thrill of, of my life to go there and to speak and everything. So it really is understanding that the world is a wonderful place. Unfortunately, if we get sidetracked and looking and listening to the media, which they the only way that they can sell is through fear, then we're sucking ourselves dry in there. You know, we're, we're the ones that are putting us in that position of being untrustworthy because we are uh, listening to the to the wrong things, perhaps. Well, I just did a little thing on my Facebook page, and I said, you know, if if one of our friends talked to us the way the media talks to us, we would tell our friend, throw the jerk out on its head. I mean, you know, if, <laughs> you know. So why do we sit there and listen to this person or this this thing, this um, unknown face that's telling us? that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Why do we do that? We would we would stage an intervention if one of our friends was, you know, listening to some guy that was telling her the kind of things that, you know, that would fear her in that way. So anyway, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. We really do have to choose where we put our attention. And here's the really good news. Because of social media, you there is so many opportunities now to spread this other message. I mean, that's why the work you're doing, Jules, is so important because you are spreading the other message. And the other message is the true message. And we need more and more purveyors of that message. And as more and more, and there's more and more avenues now for purveying the other message, the message about the world is beautiful and that people are loving. And so thank you for all you're doing truly to, you know, to send that message out because we're the media too. All of us are the media now, nowadays, yeah. you know, we all, you know, are um, affecting everybody else. So that's, that's the good news. It's not just the one story anymore. There's a lot of different stories coming out. Oh, I know. And it's so wonderful. You know, even about cancer, you know, that look at Jimmy Carter just cured himself of brain cancer by smoking a joint. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just tickles me. And it just makes me so proud. It's like, okay, look, there are cures for cancer and it doesn't have to do with, you know, the traditional method. It's actually a lot easier. And it could be a lot more fun, too. <laughs> Again, that goes back to that thing. The really good stuff, the really effective stuff is the fun stuff. So I'm not at all surprised to hear that. Although that's funny. I hadn't heard the story about Jimmy Carter. I'm going to definitely have to look that up. Oh, I yeah. So Yeah, what a cool story. Thank you, Jules. You're always full of great, great pieces of information for me. Oh, he, he just came out a couple of days ago, and he says, I'm cured. I, I don't have any cancer. Came back free. And I smoke, <laughs> a, I smoke two joints in the morning. Two joints at noon, two joints in the afternoon, <laughs> and I am cancer free. And he did That's that with so cool. he did that within two months. Wow. That, that is amazing? fabulous. Okay, so you know, uh, really I think our intention should be to absolutely legalize the stuff. <laughs> I agree. Let's make it happen. It and happened. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to tell people, if you come on the cruise, don't don't bring the marijuana on the cruise. Oh, 
<laughs> just don't do that. I had a person do that once on a cruise and sort of got escorted off the boat. So don't do that. But that's okay. There's other great things to do on it. And, and really, you don't need to be stoned on the cruise. It's so much fun anyway. <laughs> I was say, we're going to get into an altered consciousness on this cruise in other ways that are going to be so much more fun. So, yes, you can expect the highs of the joint, but you it won't be through the joint. You know, we're yeah, just right. going to raise the energy. In fact, that can be our big intention for this cruise is that we are going to counteract this, you know, some of the bad news. Of course, by then, maybe the bad news will be over. But, but anyway, we are going to really raise the energy field. That is our intention. This cruise is going to be so awesome. Well, you and know. And we're going to do fabulous things. Well, surprisingly i didn't know this when i started the cruise but it happens to be the day is march 6th through the 10th on march 8th is the supermoon and it's also the total solar eclipse in pisces which represents the water this means big major changes life changes occurring during the supermoon if you're on the water during this time and the total eclipse is over the Pacific at the same time, we are going to have such a life-changing experience. Anyone who comes will be affected and it will be for the best and totally your frequency is going to go sky high where we're going to set intentions and just create a fabulous 2016 i just oh my god so when i found this out just a couple of days ago i thought wow this really is a divinely inspired cruise it so is in fact when you just told me that jules i can feel this buzz i can just feel it i mean i have you know those goosebump kind of kind uh -huh. of moments really it is it's powerful it was meant to happen and um Wow, this is that's that's just so cool. I, I really am sitting here vibrating. I can barely sit here and, and continue talking. I'm so excited. But anyway, yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I know we're gonna have such a great time. This is not a cruise to miss. I I am just so excited. So uh Pam, tell us what you're going to be talking about on the cruise. Do you know? Um, well I haven't totally formulated it, but one of the things that I like to uh, talk about sometimes in my workshops and to get people, I, it's very much a big participation thing. People are going to be participating. They're going to set some intentions. They're going to actually do some experiments on the cruise. But um, one of the things I like to do is to get people to identify some of those things, some of that static that I was talking about that might be in the way of their frequency, of getting on that frequency of joy and gratitude. So we'll kind of investigate some of the static and, and I've got this tool that I like for getting rid of that static to where it just opens us up to a, you know, a higher and clearer connection. So that'll be one thing that we'll do. But we'll do some experiments. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that's what I can guarantee that people will, will have fun, <laughs> you know, in the, in the workshop. Yeah, I can, I can honestly say that people will be laughing and really 
getting so inspired and just feeling good uh, in your workshop. I mean, you just make me laugh anyway. You, you Every time I read a, your book, it's like, I can't believe, where did she come up with this stuff? It's so hilarious. The way you put everything, I just laugh and laugh and laugh. So I can't thank you enough for making Law of Attraction fun. But yeah, this cruise is going to be outstanding. Um, so we're we're going to do this cruise um and pam will you be talking at all on how people can you know i don't know everybody always comes up to me and asks me i want to be an author how do i do it and i uh, you know you are the best-selling author would you have any advice are you going to be talking about that on the cruise well, one of the things I've noticed, you know, people that come to my workshops and a lot of the people that I meet on the internet even, because, you know, I hear from people all the time, I meet a lot of writers. And I guess that's not a big surprise. You know, we attract what we put out. But I do run into a lot of writers and um, a lot of people that, you know, have the desire to express. Well, I think all of us, all of us want to express ourselves and we all have creative capital, what I call creative capital. So I think I just tend to run into a lot of people that way. Although I think everybody, you know, again, has this desire to express himself and be creative. But yes, I will talk a little bit about that whole process. I'll talk a little bit about my own journey, you know, to be a writer and to use my creative capital to develop creative capital, which is, you know, what I've done. That's what E squared is. And I'll help people, you know, that are interested in maybe developing some of that creative capital for themselves. So that can definitely be a topic. I mean, there'll be like question, you know, time for people to ask questions and for anybody that comes that's interested in in writing this you know this would be a good a good thing that you know they can expect to get from from the workshop oh yeah how fun how fun is that now i've got a voice uh so it's like i don't need to write because i've i use my mouth (laughs) but (laughs) but there are so many people out there who want to write a book and and i think this may be the cruise that can lead them into accomplishing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will definitely give some tips. If there's, a, if, you know, if there's people there that would like to know more about that, I am more than happy to you know, talk about some of the things that I've done as a writer. You know, I mentioned earlier you know, how I got into travel writing. And, you know, so in some ways, writing is, a, is, is an exercise in putting pen to paper or, oh. you know, fingers to computer. But it's also a metaphysical um, experience as well. And using the law of attraction in your writing career is very useful. So, you know, it's a way to, in fact, I guess some of the things I'll talk about can be used if you want to be a writer, a painter, or no matter what you want to be, you know, these, these tools, you know, can be useful for whatever your creative expression is, you know, whatever your calling happens to be. So I heard if you do write things out, that it is more powerful than just stating it. Is that correct? Would you would you say that to be true? Well, I think we need to use all our tools, or I guess oh. I like to use all my tools. I write in my journal every day. I love to write. I mean, that's my gift. So I'm always writing in my journal. But in my journal, I often do write intentions, you know, things that I would like to have happen this day. I just heard a really cool thing Um from a, a person I pro I put a little story about her in my new book and she has had the most amazing things happening to her but what she's doing now she's writing letters like every morning she write like or like a story of what she wants to have happen to her it's like 
dear so-and-so, you'll never believe what just happened to me. So she kind of writes out the story. And then like within a week or two, this story will come true. So that's kind of her practice right now. And I thought that's really a fun, interesting way wow. to do it. In fact, maybe we'll do an experiment with that on the cruise. That sounds like a lot of fun. I think. Oh, we'll do- yeah. Hey, I'm planning it as we go along. Okay, okay, okay. This sounds <laughs> fabulous. Ah, I can hardly wait. Hardly wait. Now, also, we're running out of time, and, and I could go on for a couple more hours with you, but um, we'll do that on the cruise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Oracle cards or the Oracle e-cards that you had um, that you made with the collaboration of Colette Baron reed When are they coming out? They actually were released December 1st, so they've been out now for about a week. And I think maybe, you know how sometimes the release date, they'll come out a little bit. So a few people are starting to, I'm starting to hear from people that have had some pretty good luck with them. But how it happened is Colette interviewed me on her show way back when. And as you said, she is so good. She really knows what's going on. She told me way before E Squared became a hit, you know, it was just a little book, you know, from some crazy author in Kansas and she had she loved it and had me on the show she goes Pam I just want to tell you this book is going to be huge in fact she called Reed Tracy you know the president of Hay House and she said just so you know Reed this book is going to be a big one for you and sure enough so you know I thought wow this girl knows what she's talking about but the thing is we had so much fun talking on this interview you know we just just like two girlfriends chatting kind of like you know you and me it's just really fun so she said you know we need to do a collaboration and she's got I don't know how many oracle decks out but she's the one that knows how to do oracle decks she knows you know the different categories and how to do it and so we just put our heads together and created this oracle deck and you know it's again it's a deck that's really a lot of fun I again I'm all about fun colette's all about fun so it's yes, different than some other decks but it is a really fun deck and it's very useful and it's also a way to catapult people into really using that part of themselves because it doesn't just spoon feed people everything it, there's a little bit of creativity involved in the deck so anyway i think people will really enjoy it and like i said it just came out um it's, it's a lot of fun it's called the oracle of e and it's it's a it's an oracle deck with 52 cards and we get that from Hay House, or is it on your website, or where do we get it? You know, I don't sell anything on my website. <laughs> I probably should, but no, you can get it on Amazon. Of course, Hay House has it. Um, I don't know. I, I suppose it should be anywhere that Oracle cards are sold. And I don't know for sure if that's true, but <laughs> no, I, think, I think so. I mean, I think it should be all over the place now. Okay, so actually, the best place to get it probably would be Amazon or directly from Hay House because right. I know that they would sell it there. And it just takes a click and uh, they'll mail it. Right. And for a while, Hay House was running a, a deal. I think they were selling them for $10. And I don't know if they still are. Wow. But yeah, they were. It was a really good deal, and I don't know whether that was just an introductory period, and I don't know. But anyway, yeah, because I think that's a discount, because I think there are more than that typically. But anyway, yeah, they're out there and a lot of fun, and I'd love to hear from people, you know, what they think of them. Because again, I'm new at the Oracle deck. I've written books before, but I've never done a deck, so this is my first. Well, I'm I... a virgin. <laughs> Well, I am uh, going to go and get the Oracles of E cards. I I really want to try that out. And uh, I hear you're going to be talking to Colette tomorrow. So uh, give her my message. It's time for her to come back on my show. 
Yeah, I'm sure she'd love to. I will tell her tomorrow. And I will tell her what you said about her. She will be thrilled to hear that, I'm sure. One of the most accurate people psychically that I have ever experienced. And, you know, you just said it too. She's the one that predicted your book, which is an outstanding best-selling book it made it she she knew exactly what was going on with it so she's right on target yep she sure is so pam can hardly wait till the cruise march 6th oh my goodness it's not too late for people to sign up matter of fact you can do it during the month of january but you know all the best rooms are going to be taken so hurry <laughs> Don't wait too long, people, because we've got to. It's going to be a fantastic cruise. And if you have uh, any um, more questions about the cruise, just send us an email at staff at LOARadioNetwork.com. And, you know, we'll get you settled because if you have an inkling that you want to be on this cruise, well, you know, the universe is going to put you on this cruise. That's all there is to it. That's right. It is so. It is so. And oh boy, Pam and I are going to have a great old time. <laughs> we are. Uh, yep. Yep. We are. Um, so that we are all out of time. And Pam, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for everything that you're doing for the world and uplifting us and inspiring us. Keep up the good work. And um I'll pick you up at the airport in March. Okay, I can't wait. Thank you so much, Jules. It's always so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. Having so much fun. Uh, thank you, Pam. Thank you. See okay. you later.
That's, that's a wrap. Okay, a- we did it. We did it. Uh, I've got a little bit of editing to do, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, It is going to be a blast. So um, what I need for you. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.